0: G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales, authorisation number TP-01005.
1: Big show. Lots to, to delve, dive into throughout the morning. Lots of questions that need to be answered. And I'm going to read this message straight off the bat from Mark. Morning, boys. I watched the ABs this weekend. And to cut a very long story short, what's up with the ridiculous rules there are in the game? No wonder people turn off and watch NRL. There needs to be a large dose of common sense applied by the refs, which they obviously aren't doing. Very disappointed, that is from Mark. And a bit like Mark, I think there's plenty out there, mate. I was so close to turning the TV off, not being a sore loser. You know, you never take anything away from Ireland. Um, they thoroughly deserved their win. They made a lot of changes from week one. And let's be honest, in week one, they weren't far off. They just made a tonne of mistakes. This week, the All Blacks make a tonne of mistakes. They get punished. But, mate, honestly, the referee, not only in the All Blacks game, you watch the Australian game, what a shambles. Absolute yeah. shambles, Ken
0: Yeah, you're, you're dead right. As I'm, look, and I'm watching rugby all the time, not as, a, not as intense and... Hmm. Understanding exactly what you what's going on there, you know, like you do. But I said to I said to my partner on Saturday night, I said, "Man, there's referees in the picture too much, and there's too much focus on what the referees are doing, and it's just taken away from that experience in the game." One of the things about rugby, as we know, the rules can be interpreted differently from ref to ref, and yeah, I thought Saturday night, man. That referee, like some of the, some of the, the decisions. The Tavel's decision, like where was he meant to go? Mm. Seriously, where was he meant to go? It was a, it was a a, a, a drop back on the inside. It happened really quick. Was he meant to move his face out of the way of the other guy's face, running directly in, into him? It's and then to get sent off with no intent. See, there has <laughs> to be intent, eh? There has to I be intent, that. and then they send him off. And I'm, I'm sitting there going. Oh, it's it's gone crazy. The 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 rules, the guys in the middle, the guys upstairs, the guys that write the rule books—they just it's it's absolutely a shambles. So, hopefully, they can sort that side of it th- the, um, out of it a- out. Otherwise, you guess what you're going to get is you're going to get referees deciding games, not not teams. I
1: hope, look, I hope World Rugby's taking notice because. You know, when you've got a couple of the biggest brands in rugby playing down under and you're watching the telly, even particularly with the debacle that went on with the red card and the substitutions with Sadi Savir, and we'll get on to that throughout the show, no doubt, because I've had messages uh, throughout the weekend just wanting some clarity on uh, on what went on. I was having dinner last night with Matt Todd, and, and we touched on it um, briefly. But, mate, honestly, the officiating, and that, that moment with Angus Tuttervale, you know, like... You touched on it. Intent, deliberate. Like I'm happy for someone to be sent off if they're deliberately trying to put their shoulder or their their forearms through someone's head, and it's and it's deliberately um, uh, dangerous, and they're t- going to put that player's safety in harm's way, mate. I, I, I'm fully happy with that. But that moment when he's standing upright. And the guy runs straight in. Gary Ringrose runs straight into his head. It's just straight knock on, like head on head contact. He gets knocked out cold. Gary's on the ground. The TMO comes in and says, look, that's direct contact to the head. Um, blah, blah, blah. That's the rules. That's what they've been told as officials that they've got to make it. So anything that's touching the head, start the red card, come back. Um, they go up to Angus Tarvow, who's on the ground. He doesn't even know where he is. He's in La La Land. And the ref goes over. He's bleeding. Uh, you know horrendously out of his dome and he goes over and just throws a red card. He's walking off with the team doctor and then doctor's like, he's like, did I get a red card? And the doctor's like, yeah, mate, you've just been sent off. Oh, honestly. I just can't, I just can't stand it. And, and, and Ken, but when Eddie Jones comes out, when Eddie Jones comes out and has your back and say, mate, we've just gone too far, the game, common sense needs to prevail, the, this is um, just turning into an absolute bore fest and we're losing fans, that's when you know that something's not quite right. When Eddie Jones supported the All Blacks, that is when you know something's not quite right, mate.
0: And you know the thing about it too. Like when you when you said like, if they're gonna if they're gonna punish the attacker for attacking the head, you know what I mean? With mm-hmm. it, with, with no intent, he got caught in a position. Why didn't the attacker get sent off? Because he's the one who put his face on him. You know oh. what I mean? Like, and the rule, the rules are just so oh, if at the moment that. You don't you don't know what you're gonna get, but common sense should never ever be thrown out the door. Like yep. even when you're watching the replay, let common sense be the 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 judge of what you what you actually do, because everyone around the world that's watching that going, mate, that was just an accident. How can you send that player off? That's just that's just really really bad. Um I guess referee, and they're going to be talking. mate, I would sack the guy upstairs, hundred percent. He wouldn't. He would never get another job. And I'd say to that referee, mate, you need to pull out your common sense card. Stop pulling out your red and yellow card, because um, Angus Starvel. Oh, well, he should have stayed. He should have stayed on the pitch. That one shift of a player created a heat, the ripple effect with the arty going off, the scrummaging, then the confusion. It just threw the it threw the All Blacks off. I think they never recovered from it."
1: Never, ever recover. No one will recover from, from being 14 men down, 12 men down for the entire match. Look, they've done all right to go into the into the locker rooms 10-7 down with a little bit of luck towards the end of that. But if you remember, watch I watched the Australian-England game. I watched the start of the Australian-England game. I watched the first half just to, you know, just to see what was going on, mate. That one had it and that was even worse. If you listen and you go back and watch that game, you've got the referee constantly being told by the TMO, check, 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 check. Constantly coming in on the airways, commentary, checking this, checking this. She went and checked uh, uh, just a normal clean-out. Taniala Tupo cleaned out a player that was lying on top of one of his players. A clean-out uh, clean that's been going on for over 100 years, ever since rugby's been in, in, in our in our lives, mate. The clean-out was just normal. He gets penalised, and then Hunter Paisami goes for an inset, which was an actual genuine attempt and Ninset Goes to go get it, puts his hand out, nearly gets it. Would have run around 80 metres. He gets yellow card, gets sent off, mate. As soon as that happened, I just switched it off, turned the TV off, and I just had enough, mate. Rugby is turning into a ball fest. There's a message that's come on. Hi, Izzy. I've watched and played Union since 1969, and unless the rule changes, I have finished my love affair with it. Cheer, bro. He's off. And there is many out there like that. He's gone. He's gone, and we are losing people. We are losing our fans and our our, our, our people that make this game so great. Because world rugby, and don't get me wrong, player safety is key. But it's just gone too far. And before we get to you, Kempe, we're just gonna we're gonna throw a little to a little clip because Fozzy reacted to uh, the red cards and the card situation over the weekend.
2: Oh, personally, I think it's too far. You know, personally, I was, uh, um you know, I think we're 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 in danger of. Um, Of turning a game into a to a card festival, there there were clearly strong messages sent out last week. Um, There was a feeling that we should have had four yellow cards last week. So, and it seemed uh, it seemed to be the mindset that uh, that went into this game. So, you know, it is what it is though. And you know, I think if you look at our 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 cards, you just got to look at them singularly, and um, and we we get the Leicester one. I think that's incredibly unfortunate. Um but that they're the rules. So I don't think there's anything in that one. Offer we accept and and Angus you know, we we kind of accept but I think most people could see a a change of direction, a big prop reacting and and a collision that's pretty unfortunate, but um it is what it is.
1: Yep, the rules are the rules, you break them, you get punished and hundred percent they had it in their mind that they had the cards. But the less defying and a coup, Kempi, um Mate, interesting. Talks, Sam Kane talks to refs and says, well, what's he meant to do? So all he was meant to do is put his hands up. If he puts his hands up like he's uh, genuinely trying to charge the ball down, then he would have been okay, apparently. Apparently he would have been okay if he just put his hands up. But when you're jumping up and you're in that um, position, you want to protect yourself. <laughs> so you're going up and you're trying to charge someone down. You put your hands up, but then when you're going down, it's a contact to brace. You want to put your hands down to just like... You know, brace for that context. So, mate, it's it's crazy. We're in a crazy situation in rugby where uh, changes need to be made. Look, I'm not taking away the fact that the All Blacks, they their own worst enemies, and Ireland forced them to play like that and made them uh, make mistakes and unforced errors. But not only that game, there's plenty of other games around the weekend um, that just really showcase that rugby's in a, in a horrific position at the moment, I feel.
0: Yeah, and when you're listening to Fozzy talk, too, you're wondering, like, where do you go to the, as a selector and picking teams when you know that you're going to go through three or four changes during the game because of yellow and red cards? You know what I mean? So your tactics start to change in and around selection policies, who you pick for your, for your players to come on, what the impact is going to be about your team. Um, I've always said this about referees. Now, you get to these big games, and a referee can change your life. They're, yep. they're just the different way that they referee. Every single one referee is different. They've got their own little. You know, Fozzy just said it. He said, you know, we should have had four yellow cards a week before. They look like they refed it, like they should have refed last week, and then all of a sudden we get it this week. You know, and you get a different referee again next week. And what's he going to bring to the table? I just think that you know, with this whole yellow card, red card. From a coaching perspective, what you'd be thinking about now is, well, how do I strengthen my side if I'm going to lose those players? Because the All Blacks just kept losing players, mate. It was ridiculous. Mm. It's a test match. Like, make it as even as possible. Don't make it uneven. Because, you know, the smart coaches, and this is what the NRL coaches do, when you change a rule, the, the NRL coaches, they promote it. They they mm. expose it, and they promote it, and they make the best out of it so that their team can get the advantages of it. You know, You know, a, a real good example of this one is? is Mm -hmm. when all the players started going down. You know what I mean? In the defensive line, they get touched and they'll just fall on their back. And that's when I wanted to turn the TV off going, come on. Now Mm. you're making the game a joke. You know what I mean? So it's going to be interesting to see what comes out of this. You're right about world rugby. Get a common sense card and put that next to the yellow and the red one (laughs) on your top pocket. And when you get to pull them out, the common sense card is looking at you and you've got to look at it and say, shit, Mm -hmm. do I make the right decision here or not? You know, mm. because at the moment they just pull it out and send you off, and you can see the players' faces when they're looking back, going, "What was that for?" You know, mm. so it's a t- it's it's an interesting one. It would be a good space to keep watching.
1: All right, mate, we're going to hear from Mark. He's from down here in Christchurch. He wants to talk about the ABS quickly. We'll get to Mark. Mark, morning.
0: Hey, boys. Hey, you, you just
3: about covered what I was going to say about. Um, was it Fine Nuku that went to charge the ball down? And yeah, yeah, well, there, uh, yeah. Yeah, you know. It's just natural instinct. If he had had his arms up as he come down, he would have got his ribs caved in. You know, like yeah, yeah. The the the, there's just no common sense at all from the refs, eh? Um, uh, uh, and just another thing on social media, everyone now. I'm a leaguey. I, you know, league's my number one game. But obviously, the ABs, you know, country, blah blah blah. You know, everyone hooking into Sam Kane man. You know, what's up with that? I think he's one of the best players on the field every week week in week out you know it's just everyone kind of compares him as, and I know especially down in, in in Canterbury they compare him to Richie McCaw you know Richie McCaw's a once once in a blinking millennium player you know like how he he's he's you know he set the mark obviously the bar no one's going to get near that bar you know no, and, and you know just for the for the Aucklanders that reckon that Dalton is yeah. all that You know, I didn't even hear his name mentioned hardly on
1: Saturday. Mm, No, I love your call, Mark, mate. Appreciate it coming through on the Kenatai phone lane, mate. uh, Keep coming throughout the morning. We're going to be debating it throughout the day and talking about the All Blacks throughout the morning, no doubt. Lots of questions need to be asked. Lots of questions need to be answered. When the team loses, Kempe, you know this, the coaches on the line, the captains on the line, they are the first two that have been thrown up and being um, debated about throughout the morning. We'll keep that going throughout the show, but right now it's time for this Can't Wait wait Question of the Day Now we've been getting into the guts of why and what's wrong but hey, when the official world rankings are updated today, the ABs will be at their lowest ever since they were introduced. 4th they are fourth in the world currently in the world rankings. Where do you have the current All Blacks ranked in World Rugby currently? That is our can't wait question of the day. Where do you currently have the All Blacks ranked in the World Rugby? Give us a message. Double eight, double three, or even better, give us a call. Oh eight hundred. 150811. You're listening to Izzy and Kempi for breakfast. Thanks to the Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. The Irish have locked up a series at one apiece with a clinical performance in Dunedin, humbling the All Blacks along the way. The 23 12 defeat was the first time the Irish have won on our own soil. Joining an elite club of only five nations, Bernard Jackman is a former Irish international and now rugby reporter for RTE Sport. And he joined us on the line now. Morning. Bernard, thank you very much Morning, for joining man. us.
4: Morning, mate. How are you, mate?
1: Have you have, have you been celebrating all weekend? What's it like, mate? She'd be crazy <laughs> over there, <laughs> isn't it?
4: Uh, look at every dog has a day, um, yeah. Look at just been a, look, we, this tour. This tour looked like it could go downhill very quickly. Um, obviously, after the Murray game and, and the first test, where we had a heavy beating. So, um, and we, you know, we, we thought if we had a chance, it was the first test because obviously. Covid disruption as you guys had, even though obviously you've got a great record in Eden Park, and um, that performance and results came as a bit of a surprise for us. And now we're, we we love getting carried away, so now we're going to win the World Cup, but we're going to win the series first. So, um, yeah, no, obviously we respect the All Blacks, but uh, it's given us a big kind of boost. And um, yeah, I think everybody's looking forward to, to Saturday now in, in Wellington. Like, before we get
1: stuck into the nitty-gritty things of the game and, and an absolute clinic that Ireland put on the All Blacks, can we touch on the current state of rugby? The current state of, of rugby, not only in particular this game. Uh, I was watching the England-Australia game. There's some officiating and some calls that, wow, uh, any day fan, if you're going to turn the TV on, you'd be confused about, mate, and, and you're trying to get an understanding of rugby. Where do you think the current state of, of the game of rugby and how it's been officiated and how it's been refed?
4: Yeah, look at that. I think from a health and safety point of view, there's obviously massive fear around yep. this court case um, that's coming. So I can understand the, the head contact um, focus, but the problem is the lack of consistency. Um, and also, I think in general, refereeing is pretty poor. Uh, and I think the game has got away on the referees. And even though they're professional, I think they're struggling to stay abreast of the of the level of technical and tactical improvement and, and uh, dark arts that teams, you know, will will use to try and get an advantage. And, and th- they were always used, but I just think at the moment the game is slower um, in terms of stoppages and video reviews. And even with some video reviews, we don't always get the right call. So, um, I, 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 look, at, it's it's um, there's been great crowds. I think I was worried after COVID would people come back to Water Rugby. And I think, you know, looking around the world, this weekend, you know, people want to go back, um, mm. and but the problem is that the product isn't interesting. Um, they won't stay back, so it's a it's a very <laughs> dangerous time. Look, we'll be fine the World Cup in France. You know, they'll, the, the French. You know, rugby's a massive part of of, of their culture. So I wouldn't treat treat that as being a, a litmus test of of where the game is at because they get good crowds anyway. But long term, um, yeah, we just need to be very careful. I think because I think a lot of people are leaving stadiums. Or you know, watching a game in a clubhouse, and and they're
0: baffled by some of the decisions. Yeah, yeah you did right. You did right, Bernard. Hey, Bernard, you you mentioned there that you have respect for the All Blacks. Can we just talk about that a little bit? Is that respect yeah. um, more about you respecting that you've got a test match to play against the All Blacks, other than let's say ten, twenty years ago when the Irish played the All Blacks and knew that it was a real challenge to beat them. Do you think that actual fear has left left the international game against the All Blacks?
4: Well, and you know what? Us beating you, uh, winning away, that will carry on, um, you know, from from the next couple of generations. I'm not saying we're going to go there and win all the time, but just being that first team to beat the All Blacks. And, like, when I played, we couldn't beat the All Blacks, um, but obviously that group who beat them in Chicago, um, they were the first. And then, you know, I know that the, the All Blacks were distracted, that weekend or that week but it was the first time you beat them and then obviously you want to beat them in Dublin and, and we have beaten them twice and, and then we wanted to try and beat them away so the aura um, that around the All Blacks um, obviously lessens if you, if you can be competitive against them you know and, and let's be honest we, we, we couldn't beat you um, for love nor money so but now Andy Farrell, for example who's our, who's our head coach he's been part of a coaching staff that's beaten the All Blacks six times once with England once with the British and Irish Lions and four times with Ireland. So, you know, when he speaks to the players um, and talks about weaknesses or um, opportunities, they're more likely to believe it. And then you have fellas like Sexton O'Mahony, etc who've now done it four times as well. So uh, look we our game has come on and um, we we're taking a gamble as well because we've gone there with a very experienced team and you know the biggest problem in Irish will be has been that we can't get past the quarter final of the World Cup and there's a lot of debate uh, amongst pundits, and uh, me included, that we maybe shouldn't have sent some of those, you know, most experienced guys, um, for it to play every minute, because we're we're actually not really, we don't really have the depth that maybe we need for a World Cup. But look at now the fact they've won a match in New Zealand and have a chance of winning a series. I think the decision to send the Sextons, the O'Mahonis has been vindicated. The Conor Murrays. Um, Regardless, because I think the psychological benefit of us having won a, t- a test match there, and look, that's because the All Blacks are, are, are absolutely respected and admired. So like, that's what I mean. Normally you wouldn't be happy to go away and just win a match, but because we've never done it before and because of the respect we have for the quality of rugby in New Zealand, um, we, we certainly are seeing it as, as a significant milestone.
1: Man, I love what Omani's about, mate. I'd seen him on Saturday Absolutely getting stuck into Sammy Kane. I was trying to figure out what he was saying. I can only imagine that he was just throwing, spitting tacks well, uh, at him, mate. But, oh,
4: it's it's been picked, picked up on a ref mic here. And, and I think, look, I, I'm sure Peter isn't uh, in the heat of moment, you know, uh, <laughs> yeah. we all know what I think you said you're a poor man, Richie McCall, and, uh, oh. you know, and, yeah, which is pretty low. And obviously, look at the game. It's easy, it's easy when, when you're, when you're defending under your post 78 minutes and you know the game is won. But uh, look, I'm sure if Sam Kane plays this week um, and anyone who plays with him, there'll be there'll be an extra sting in every bit of contact Peter Manny gets.
1: Yeah, I thought it would have been something along those lines for sure, mate. Um, uh, where do you think the game was, was won for Irish and lost for the All mate? From from your point, view, I was just seeing your Twitter before you talked about um, the up and under, the the box kicking style that yeah. the All Blacks have used over the last couple of years, not working. But where do you think it was won and lost for for both sides?
4: Well, look at Botas Ireland got a phenomenally fast start, which again allows the team, you know, uh, grow into the game, get belief. Um and obviously, you know, in the in the first game, you know, it didn't matter, you guys came back and scored quite quickly. But I think we our ball retention was much better, so we starved you of um yeah. of those turnovers and, and that transition opportunity that, that the all blacks and all New Zealand teams exploit. Um so we were much better with our handling. Um as I said I thought we exited much better. We when well, in our twenty two we found touch, whereas last week we kept the ball in, in play and gave you counter-attack opportunities. Uh we kicked off the second set of hands. Um, between the 22 and halfway, and kicked long. And, and you guys didn't really kick back well. You tried to run it back, and you ended up playing a lot of rugby in, in, in your half. And uh, our defense was better, as, as you mentioned, but also our, our, our jackal threat was better. So, you know, after a while, you guys ran out of numbers at the breakdown, and, and then we were given a penalty. And six of them was either every kick it or kick to the corner. So, um, and I, I think defensively, you're really struggling. I mean, there's a couple of clips there. I know you had down to 14 men in the second half, but like Ireland were able to have a ruck on the edge on a touchline and get to the far 15 and have uh, this one clip where you, we throw five passes. I mean, that's nearly unheard of now. You know, most nine teams have speed. to play off nine in the first phase to, to open up a two-sided attack. And even then, with the line speed, you'd be lucky to get to the 15 or, or throw that second pass. So, uh, look when I look back at it, it was, it was a lot of things went wrong for the All Blacks, and um, obviously maybe there was a little bit of complacency because you know they won so well the week before. Obviously the, the discipline in the first half and and, and the three cards, and um, but also really seemed to miss Sam Whitelock as a leader, Um you know then then obviously um, Vitalik gets a head knock, he's gone off the field for a while. You, you know, Ardie you, you, survey was the type of player you wanted on the field for a, for. 70 minutes, you know, um, it, uh, given that he went off for 10 for the bin, but then he couldn't come back on. So there was a lot of things that just didn't happen, a lot of passes that normally stick, didn't stick. Um, so I, I, we, I expect this test to be totally, totally different, um, but I just hope that we can find a way to be competitive.
1: Just on, just on, that, just on that, um, that situation with the red card, I've been reading uh, that Fozzie's um, blaming the officiating, but then I've been having my own little thoughts on it and the current situation. When when a prop goes on, you've got to replace it with another prop, but that prop couldn't play yeah. loose head, so it went to uncontested scrums. So they, they the realist that they could have probably brought on another player instead of taking off uh, Artie. So who was in the wrong there? Who's in the wrong there? The officials or, or the coaching no,
4: making which blunder? Technically, actually, believe, technically, I was reading today, and it seems as if the touch judge or the fourth official was yeah. wrong, in that Ardy could have come back on. Um, so that's my understanding of, of reading the laws today. Now I have never, because this happened in a, in a Six Nations game um, with with Italy having to get out of twelve men. Um, and actually, you know what? You're actually wrong. When when Ireland, the reason Sexton went for the scrum that time um, was to force you guys to to go uncontested and to bring off another player. And you should have been out of twelve for that couple of minutes um, while the while the sin was on. But you managed to pull the, pull the fast one and kept 13 on the field. But then, I think, then the, I think as far as I can understand, the match officials were wrong. Hardy should have been allowed to come back on. So, as I said, that, look, that was a very rare... As I said, I've only seen it happen once um, before where a team goes to 12. But also, um, I didn't realise that you guys wouldn't be allowed to bring, on, bring back on Sevilla. Which I think was you would have brought him back on, you know, <laughs> um, and, and sacrificed the lesser experienced player. So, um, but also I think as well, strategically, you know, are you not better off playing with eight forwards for whatever it was sixty minutes and maybe sacrifice a wing? I know Ireland play um, try to play a little bit more than they did before, but like we won three scrum penalties in the second half to our scrum, which the week before obviously was a was a weakness. So, look, and I'm sure the All Blacks. Um, the all-backs management will have a really hard look at themselves. And, and you know yourself, you know, coaches have uh, lots of different scenario-based um, situations that you talk about, you know, on, on a Friday night as a group and make sure that you're ready for every situation. And maybe maybe that was something that they didn't, um, you know, go through the checklist. And um, as I said, it's very rare, but I suppose that's the job of coaches to um, to make sure they've got all those eventualities covered off.
0: Yeah. Talking about coaching Bernard and Faz uh, Andy Farrell getting six wins uh, against the All Blacks and the English, the Lions, and of course Forward Island. What do you, I, I reckon? I've worked out one of his one of his ploys that he's brought from rugby league. I played plenty of football against them over in England. Um, but what do you think he brings to the team up against the All Blacks? Why he's been so successful?
4: Well, do you know what? Uh, it's a New Zealand term, banner. Um, that like, we've always heard about certain Kiwis are all backs, and he you know, it's not an Irish thing and he's not an Irish man but um, he's my uh, he's an adopted one now but he has unbelievable charisma and respect the players remember what he was like as a player um, they appreciate how he coaches them how he he cares for them how he has their back um, how he makes brave decisions you know and takes the flak from the media when things don't go well but Protects them, and I think that there's a an unbelievably strong bond between the players and him. And, and let's be honest, we were very lucky that he he was part of the Joe Schmidt uh, coaching staff. Um, and you know, it didn't the World Cup didn't go well and, and finished poorly. But he was in, he was able to basically identify what needed to change. And I think um, it became a much more relaxed culture, actually. Um, so, and this isn't against Joe because Joe brought us to places that we never dreamed about, but it became incredibly pressurized. And look, that wasn't all Joe's fault. It was probably the the, the pressure from from a nation who've never done anything in a World Cup. But that last year, the players certainly seemed to um, probably fee- be overwhelmed by the pressure. And I think Farrell has taken that pressure off them. Um, and I think, as I said, the biggest thing was, what well, I'm most, most impressed, I think he, he had a couple of little changes to his game plan, but he actually got that group to believe they could win the second test and, and I'll be honest I, I, I have a newspaper column and I mean historically if we were playing the All Blacks we would be hoping for a, a hurricane and a, and, a, and a rainstorm right why because you know our our skill set wouldn't have been as good as the All Blacks the last thing we would have wanted was to ever play New Zealand in a in a in a stadium with a roof you know but <laughs> in fairness um like the way he's, he's evolved Ireland's game plan we're quite comfortable now um in, in dry conditions and and moving the ball. So I think he's had two big impacts. One is psychologically, he's, he's um, created a really nice environment, and the players would die for him. And then, secondly, we've evolved our game um, and have shown capacity to change our plan week to week, which is, I think, important at, at Test level.
1: Mate, it's showing all signs and all heading in the right direction for sure. Bernard Jackman, the absolute champion, coming on our show and giving us his thoughts and insights to what unfolded on Saturday. We appreciate it, Bernard, mate. Thank you very much.
4: Thank you. Thank you.
1: Bye-bye. We'll chat to you tonight, brother. We'll chat to you tonight. I'm going on Gavin Casey and Bernard Jack um, Jackman's uh, show tonight. We're going to have we chat to those lads about the game, what unfolded on Saturday. Appreciate that. Back shortly. Off the back fence with Tony Kemp
0: off the back fence gave four areas the irish needed to fix to compete and win against the all blacks after their first test loss yes they had to change their defensive structure they had to take their opportunities they had to win the ruck and johnny sexton had to play or they had no chance of winning anything you'd have to say that they can comprehensively achieved all the above however there was one area i didn't mention which was the speed of which the irish get out of the gates In their games, and especially in Game 1 and Game 2, we saw them do that. The cunningness of Andy Farrell using an old Wigan ploy of bouncing out of the gate so quick that the All Blacks didn't have a chance to gather themselves was well thought out and has given the Irish the edge. Like Wigan, the Irish have ramped up their start of the game to catch everyone off guard. It's a different mindset. It works for the Great Wigan side way back in the day, and now the Irish have created an edge that gives them the upper hand from the get-go. The question is, in the last test, can the All Blacks adjust the match to match the intensity from the Irish from the start, or do they miss the start again and chase the Irish as they have done in the first two tests? Only time will tell. Off the back fence with Tony Kemp.
1: Bang, you know what I call that, Uncle? The Great Green Wall of Ireland. The great green wall of Ireland, mate, they were just everywhere. And as All Blacks, when you get on the nose, it looks like you've got no options. They have to start better. They have to start better on Saturday or they're just going to get left behind. You, you, reading Aaron Smith's comments, and I've been a part of teams when we've been put under so much pressure, scoreboard pressure. They go to 7-0 after a couple of minutes. Then they go to 10-0 and then they go to 13-0. Slowly, the scoreboard pressure keeps ticking over, mate, and then your focus and your mindset your vision gets narrow because you're constantly worried about things that are out of your control. And, uh, mate, that's what it would have felt like for the All Blacks on Saturday. Andy Farrell, we know he brings line speed. We know he brings aggressiveness. And, uh, mate, from what I'm hearing and, and watching him before and after the game, mate, he's the same guy. He's just got so much mana. Unbelievable. So much Mate, you you follow him anyway, wouldn't
0: you? Hundred percent. I think the Irish have bought into that too because he has so much success. I was just thinking about that. You know, when I'm putting that together last night, you you've just done the hucker. You know what I mean? And then you, you've had all this, this adrenaline, and that's when you should start. Well, the Irish hucker is when the ball gets kicked off for the, for the very first time. And then they go, rightio, you better be at 110%, because that's where we're that's where we going, across the board. And I watched them in the last the game, I went, I've seen that before. I've seen that start before. Well, when every time we played Wigan, that's how they started, mate. Then before you knew it, you're 20 points behind. Again, and it's a whole, total different mindset. If they're not ready, the All Blacks in the last test to match the intensity from the get-go, they'll lose. That's important. Maybe
1: uh, before the game, you see the anthems, you see the haka. Before kickoff, you watch Ireland. They went away and they started smashing tackle bags for about two, three minutes, getting their shoulders, getting into the game. You watch the All Blacks. They go to a huddle, and they start talking about their their, their next focus. Maybe it needs That's to be a point. bit more of an active. Um, hundred percent,
0: yeah. Because I hope li- are smashing each other. <laughs> yeah, I hope Fozzie's listening. Because if they don't get a, if they don't get up to that, um, you know that zero to hundred k's in two seconds, like the, the Irish mm. do. Mate, like you said, you go back, you 7-0, 10 or 13-0, you know. And, like, the mindset is totally different, as you know, when you're chasing. Mm. Like, oh man, everything's – like, I make an error. It's like, oh, no, we needed that ball, you know. So, um, yep, Andy Farrell's bought that from his league days, definitely, from his Wigan days. Mate, they were the, they were the masters at it back then. They they got everybody.
1: Beautiful, Ken Pete. Appreciate you off the back fence. Another poor performance from the ABs. This is an Irish team – At the end of a long season, let's face facts. We are maybe fifth and may sink further with a tough tour to South Africa shortly. I'm okay with that. And find the New Zealand media hype train condescending of other nations in sports when the ABs have everything they need. The glory days of 2011 and 2016 are gone. We're back in the pack. And that's not because of the refs. That is from an unknown texas. Appreciate your message. Please leave your name. We're going to head off and hear from Aroha for the news for Kubota. We'll come back shortly For Louis' Choices Flooring Poll, together we are shaping and building New Zealand. Quickly, before we get to the phone lines, we had a message come from Dom about Hayden Wild, Hayden Wild winning over the weekend, the triathlon in Hamburg in Germany. Well done to Hayden, some success for the Kiwis over there, mate, leading into the Commonwealth Games, flying, an absolute champion. He is Dom's favourite athlete. Appreciate that message, Dom. But uh, right now we're talking some All Blacks because Louie come on and he had his choices, floor and poll. If you want to vote, head over to the app, the SCNZ app, Izzy and Kempi for breakfast and go to the choices, floor and poll. What hurt the All Blacks the most on Saturday night? Discipline, execution, tactics, strategy and selections. Some great options there. And we're going to head over to the Kennards High phone line and we're going to hear from our listeners. They're passionate as always. Chris from Christchurch Morning.
5: Matey, is it cold or what down here?
1: Oh, she's freezing, mate. I'm looking outside. She's cold, mate. But no, hey, she'll be a little up, bit warmer than the,
5: the All Blacks uh, environment at the moment, mate. Sounded? Yeah, and what's got, me, what's got me so down is we've actually got an insight into the Irish DNA and that didn't even help. And Joe Smith, not many people are talking about that. I, I thought that's our ace up the sleeve and it's too loud to be a dud and and I mean he's the one that sort of got this team on the roll and knows a bit more about them than anything and we're playing like we don't even know what's going on and 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 I'm just 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 the basic of kicking every time you kick it you should land land for the green, but we're kicking just just for the hope of kicking we're passing to a player that's in a worse position, so we're getting knocked back a yard or two, and we've just gotta stop playing so much of the game inside our you know the forty. It's, yeah. just, it's just crazy. We're not going to win. We're not going
1: to win anything by doing that. and We don't seem to be changing. I don't know. That, that's pressure, Chris. That is pressure, and Ireland put them under pressure. And when you're under pressure, you, you do things that you regret. You make unforced errors. So uh, I totally agree. Like Joe Smith, he was obviously very influential week one. Did he have much of an influence week two? That's the question.
5: That's terrible if he didn't. You know, he should be mm. he should be with this against this side here, he should be the one we listen to and all the players listen to just for this for this group right now, for this test series. It should have been Joe Smith. We've got him. He's gold. If we if he's been sort of shut out because of egos, it's it's pretty sad really.
1: Yeah, no, I totally I totally agree and I love where you're coming from, mate. V like Chris, give us a call, 0800 150 811. Thank you very much for your call, Chris. Appreciate it. We got another Chris. From Christchurch, you're not related, are you? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> mate,
5: you got a question on, on Rico.
1: Mate. You got a question yeah, on Rico. Yeah, just, what do you got?
5: Um, just one thing. We can, I've seen the break get mate. And instead of him going and drawing in the last man to give it to fine Looker, he ends up trying to go him, him and outside oh. around them and get yep. tackled. What is it? Do you still think he's centre? Because I didn't see him. He doesn't look to pass. He looks to run. Well, he's a good runner, but he doesn't yeah. look to hook up his guys.
1: No, I, I know where exactly came from because I've got a family chat and uh, my brother says, yeah, bro, just run your winger out of space, Rico, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, no. Look, an ideal situation, you want a, a centre to be a distributor and be able to have that passing game. That is Rico's probably uh, weakest part of his game. We know he's very good ball in hand. He's got speed to burn. He backs himself 100%. He never downplay that. But when there's an opportunity to set your outsides up, That is your number one priority. So, for Rico, probably not impressed with that performance. And I've seen him when he ran that short ball outside, I think it was Bodie, and I think the opposition Irish guy got into him. And instead of worrying about the game, he actually gave a little bit of chat away so that the Irish were just getting under their skin, mate. Yeah. Is he back this week in
5: Havili? Do you know?
1: I think Harvey will get an opportunity. Um, no disrespect no, to Quintu Pai, but I think Harvey will make it. Um, There'll be question marks about around where ten if, if Bodie's going to hold that line or Richie Morgan. There's a lot of selections that will be made this weekend, mate. We really appreciate your call, Chris, coming through on the on the okay. Hire phone line. Talking about Rico, where does Rico play? Does he start this weekend? Is there any other changes? Let us know. Double eight, double three. We got Tim from Christchurch. He wants to talk about the All Blacks as well. Morning, Tim. How are you doing? Good, thank you. What do you got for us, bud? Well, oh, I mate, like, um, I'm a massive, massive rugby fan, and I try and watch every game I can. And um, as soon as we got that red card the other night, I just about turned off because it's becoming a farce.
5: You know, like, it, foul play is what should define a red a red card, and there's, there's just no intent. Angus trip did everything he could to to
1: kind of get out of the way at, at pace, you know, like, he did watch it in, in full speed, but only for one little second, and yet, you know, like, how is a 120kg man going to stop and move out of the way when a guy changes his angle like
0: that,
1: you know? Yeah, nah, it's a, it was a shamble call, mate, obviously, I, I couldn't believe it, it was an accident, and we touched on it earlier, intent and deliberate, that's where you got to start, the questions are, there's no common sense, and... Look, it's, the rest, it's not all the rest fault because they are getting told from World Rugby that player safety is at the f- forefront of their minds, and uh, anything that touches the head, it starts from red and comes back. So we can't fault them, but World Rugby, they, they need to take a look at themselves. Uh, we appreciate you coming through, Tim, mate. Get it
5: away to Dan, to catch. Izzy's Bomb Squad. Well,
1: where do I start? Saturday night at Foresight Bar would have to be the most bizarre game of rugby I've ever had to watch. Before I get into the clinic Ireland put on and their win over the All Blacks history making, in fact, I want to comment on the current state of rugby from an official point of view. We are constantly looking at games, uh, ways to make the game safer and more attractive to the eye for fans, which is great. But what I witnessed on Saturday was the total opposite. Constant interruptions from touch judges and TMOs. Rulings and decisions which for me were quite embarrassing. The game has gone too far and common sense is not even a part of the equation. Look at the intercept in the England-Australia game. Wow. Something needs to change. Or quite simply, the downward spiral of rugby fans will continue to dwindle. But in saying that, I'm not going to take away Ireland's class on Saturday night. They were... By far the superior team that took week one's loss and made the necessary adjustments needed to be effective in Dunedin. Those adjustments forced New Zealand to look for answers on the bounce and quite simply forced them into unforced and uncharacteristic mistakes. Plan A that worked absolute wonders in week one was exposed. Week two and the All Blacks didn't seem to have a plan B up their sleeves. From what I'm gathering is people have quite simply had enough. So the question is... Who is to blame? World Rugby, and officiating for turning the game into a stop starty card extravaganza? Or do we as public, knowing what Ted Henry and co did after 27, 2007 World Cus, Cup, trust this team, knowing what happened four years later? Or is it the players who are actually out there doing and playing the game? Do we blame them? Or is it the New Zealand Rugby Union in the back room? Do they have a lot to answer for? those are the questions give us a call 0800 150 811 the phone lines are open the text messages are flowing through we'll be back shortly to delve into that that was Izzy's Bomb Squad give us a call 0800 150 811 love to hear from you back shortly Here's arouha